Good morning and good afternoon to our nationwide listeners. It's your host, Justin Terrio, Business Development Manager here at Alta West Capital, joined by my co-host, Armando DeSeri, our Head of National Sales. And we... Yep. How you doing, Justin? How's everything going? (laughs) Good, good. So yeah, we're coming at you live with episode three of The Modern Alternative. uh, And the topic today, enhancing your portfolio with unique investment opportunities. So today, we're excited to review alternative fixed income investment opportunities along with the unique advantages of investing with Alta West Capital. So we have two very, very special guests. They're near and dear to our hearts here at Alta West Capital. We have our CEO, George Botros, and our chairman of the board, Charles, a.k.a. Chuck McKittrick. How are we doing today, gentlemen? We're doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. Obama and she canceled on you, so we're happy to learn from Michelle. Exactly. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. This is this is great to have you on. You know, we always talk about mortgages on on you know the lending side of things, but there is also the investing side of things. So I'm really excited. I think there's a lot of listeners out there that that are you know interested to learn a little bit about more about um, you know mix and investing in mortgages and uh and real estate so yes you take it away yeah so i mean uh, how we usually start off our episodes everyone loves to hear about the origin stories how did it all start so chuck how about you tell us a little bit about uh alta west a little bit of our history and how long we've been in business don't go back to the big bank theory <laughs> you were raised by wolves in the Serengeti Highlands, but that's a story for another day. Alta West Capital started in 1991 by Cal Morstad. We were just a small southern Alberta entity, and uh, and then through a whole bunch of different permutations over time, we find ourselves today, 31 years later, very successful. From, from Ontario to Victoria, we've been a, a regional lender here that's um, oozed from one space to another. We find ourselves at the, at the top of the residential lending tree on the alternative side, and it's been a, a, a beautiful ride, hasn't it, George? It, yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, like you said, 1991. I think, Chuck, you joined in 2004. 2004. So, yeah. So last cool. time the Flames made that, yeah. uh, I got finals. Yeah, well, we like <laughs> one more time. Uh, and so, oh, you know what? If a uh, child was born in 04, they'd be an adult right now. So, congratulations. And when did you join? I joined in 2014. 10 years So, yeah, so eight years. No ago. relevant or significance. When did Armando join? I started in 2020. Yeah. But we had a long lasting relationship prior to me uh, joining the yeah, company. We've so. Armando for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm just a baby here. You are. It hasn't even been. A- <laughs> We're almost at our one one year anniversary, so it's been a wild ride. <laughs> well, you're kind of special. Armando literally started one week before COVID. That's right. It's actually kind of crazy, or two weeks before COVID. So. I'm a COVID baby at Alta West. <laughs> yeah, you're still a baby. There you go. So, I mean, Alta West uh, is what we consider a mortgage investment corporation. So, George, why don't you tell us a little bit about what exactly is a mortgage investment corporation for those of our listeners that don't know too much about our space? Uh, No problem. Uh, I would start off by saying Alta West is actually, well, actually, it's very, I I don't want to get too, too technical, but Alta West is an exempt market dealer. So we raise capital, which is really important when we get to that concept of mortgage investment corporation. 
Um, we're an investment fund manager that makes investment policy statements, and we are a portfolio manager, so we execute that pol the investment policy statements. We have two mix, first place mortgage investment corporation and diversified. And the easiest way for me to describe what they are is we're a miniature bank. We have investors that we raise capital through the exempt market dealer license that we have. We have borrowers. And we're basically the middle guys that try to facilitate that transaction. Lots of banks are doing many deals. I know there's lots of mortgage brokers on the call today or on the podcast today that listen to this. Uh, there's uh, lots of, uh, like I said, there's lots of banks that don't do many of the deals. And we try to fill that gap in. Check. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's been very successful. We have the one fund that's first mortgages only, yeah. and it's that so steady, Eddie. It's just fantastic. And the other fund has second mortgages and first mortgages in it. That's diversified. Again, another great returning uh, investment alternative. It's on your on the fixed income side. George, you want to take a run at explaining fixed income in 27 seconds? In 27 seconds, fixed income. The easiest way for me to describe it is that the underlying instrument that we invest in are mortgages. Mortgages have interest. It's a prescribed interest rate and a set interest rate that the borrower right. is paying. So we basically take that distribution of interest and we send that off to our investors. And it's a timely, usually our mortgages are actually all one year. So fixed term period, and we set the interest rates up and we pass that through to our investors. That was the fastest I could do. That was very good, actually. Thank you. I could have done 27 minutes on it, but I bet you we would have had negative eight followers. George used to be a professor at finance in the University of Lethbridge, so uh, you got to watch out once in a while. You got to keep them under tight wrap. Fair right. enough. So well, that, you know, it's interesting you were talking about. So, what would you say would be the typical investor in the, in the mortgage investment corporation in a mic oh that's a good one a typical investor it's a person often that is, that has had enough of an equity marketplace stocks and bonds stocks mutual funds they've had enough of the wild swinging uh vacillation of the market up and down and they're trying to pick etf this and stock that and they just want to start Having something outside the stock market, something that returns a steady rate. In 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 all the years that Alta West has had funds, we've never had a negative yield. They've always returned something. Wow! And, and so that person is looking for diversification Absolutely. into their into a fixed income portion. And I would have been one of those when I first when I first met Cal, who started it. I was looking for something, and when I started to invest with them, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm outside the stock market. I got, I'm diversified across hundreds of different mortgages across, at the time, it was mainly Alberta, but now it's across the country. And uh, it's, it just pays and pays and pays. to get a dividend every month. Fantastic. I, absolutely. <clears throat> I would also say is that there is that diversification. We always say in our shop, we, are, we don't want to be that one investment alone in your portfolio, but everybody needs to have a little bit of fixed income. That's right. So if you're going to have a little bit of fixed income, the older we get, the more fixed income that we do need in our portfolio. We just want to be a slice of that. We want to be that steady, just like Chuck said, we want to be that steady, give that diversification into that fixed uh, income portion of your portfolio. Yes. Well, that, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, as investors and 
you want to have that balance mixed. You want to have a little bit of exposure in the markets. You want to maybe be a landlord, maybe not. And and then this would be a great opportunity to get into the real estate business, get that consistent flow without being a landlord, but have that real estate exposure too. Am I correct exactly. in saying that? Right. Yeah. Great. So I think that's, so if we look forward and, and we, you, Chuck, you touched on it, the, the portfolios, basically there's two funds. And if, can you just go into a little bit more detail? One is a first mortgage, but diversified, what is in, in, in the diversified and why the difference in the two funds? Well, the funds were, uh, were initially designed to, uh, attract and, and supply the marketplace with what at the time what we needed, which was, uh, which would be wanted one that was more conservative and was doing first mortgages only. That would be the first place fund. But we also had the second fund, first five fund at the time was mainly a second mortgages fund. It's since grown and morphed and it, and it's far more first mortgages too, but it, it is allowed to take more risk in the second mortgages and it returns a higher yield to the investor because of that proportionate risk now neither fund like i said has had a negative yield and and the first place fund which is first mortgages only it appeals to that person that doesn't want to see a lot of variation in their yield and then and then the, uh, the diversified fund appeals to people that are looking for some more growth and are okay with with uh, with with having a piece of the fund occupying with second mortgages, rental properties as well, and, and it's done fantastic too. And this That's great. No, the only thing I would add is is that the first place mandate, its investment policy statement, only allows us to go to seventy five percent of the appraised That's value, right. whereas diversified allows us to not only just take a first and second position, but it also allows us to go up to ninety percent of the appraised value. Having said that, I think the weighted average loan to value in both of them, I believe first place is low 60s and diversified is high 60s. So we do like a fair bit of buffer into all the real estate uh, that we do lend on. So that, that that makes total sense. You take a little bit more risk, but the returns are, are, are going to be that much more higher than than the first mortgage. That's great. And, and, and just to touch on that negative return, for those who don't understand what that means, you know, that means that you've never in the 31 years of all to west you've never lost anybody's capital investment in the funds there has never been a negative yield so every year and think about if all the investing things that you you have done yourself everything from phone money at, at uh, cryptos to buying real estate or anything we've all lost money doing different things and uh and so we're still we're still riding this train where we've yet to uh, have a negative yield every year turning something to the investor. You know what, that, that says a lot. And, and think about going back, you know, 30 some odd years or 27 odd years, we've gone in Canada, so many different cycles between recessions, wars and, and oil crashes and so forth pandemic. Right. And we still managed to, to, uh, give a return to our investors. So that's, uh, that's something to say. Now, with regards, we're talking about the funds and what was the targeted um, returns on those mix um, on our mix in 2022? The targets we had in uh, first place, we were were aiming for six and a half to seven percent, and in diversified, we're seven and a half to eight. 
we're happy to say that currently we are on track and exceeding both. Yeah. So we're in that we're in those both ranges and even a little bit exceeding and diversified right now. That's fantastic. So uh, basically, eight percent on diversified and six and a half or so on on uh, on the first place. So well done. So if if one wants to invest into a mic, what are some of the things that they should be considering uh, before they they make that investment? All right, this is a that's a very good question, Armando. And uh, if if you think about when people invest in like a mutual fund or or a stock, even often. They'll do it whimsically on the advice of a friend who heard something from his barber, or, or like they, they you hear that the, they look at the historical precedent on a mutual fund, but they don't really get into it. But a, but a MIC, if you're going to, it doesn't take long to understand what that MIC is doing, and, and that would be uh, what are their funding parameters, which which George has alluded to, whereas they're very conservative. Uh, where are they lending, and what type of property are they lending to on? And what type of borrower are they lending to? And all those things pay a huge role in how they, the borrower is making his payments. And if there's an issue, how you can get, how the fund operator can get out of that bad deal. And so our advice is to take a look at what you want to invest in and to understand exactly who, what, where, when they are that fund is lending to. Uh, uh, Perfectly put, you need to look at portfolio composition. Yep. That's you right. have to be comfortable with what they're lending on because there's a lot of guys out there that will lend on industrial. You may not like industrial. Some people will lend on uh, lots of commercial. You may not like lots of commercial. You better find out what that portfolio composition is. Just like Chuck alluded to, you have to be comfortable what's in there. But that second thing I would say, though, the other part about it is track record and the management expertise yeah that's right so really i think it, i think those are the three things it's like okay how long has management been around for have they you mentioned it earlier about all those cycles that we've gone through in the last 31 years well we we've seen a lot of things we've seen yeah. pandemics that have locked humans down we've seen the financial crisis of 08 we've seen high inflation we've seen low uh, lots of stimulus in the market and all those things you have to you know, the more experience you have with those things, the more uh, management has the ability to adjust their portfolios and track records. And those are very valid points. But one thing I, I, I think we need to touch on is size. Does size matter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does it, Armando? Yes. <laughs> well, I, 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 I would say size, but also the the amount of mortgages, like we, like for example, diversified is about $200 million, but it's right. about 800 some odd mortgages. There is no, we, we've said this lots of times where if one mortgage goes into bankruptcy, if one mortgage goes into foreclosure, we're not losing sleep. Right. That's right. We're not losing sleep. No one mortgage is going to take down our funds. So those are the scars in our back too, George. Of course. We, we uh, as fund operators, yeah. we have learned over time that we are really good at residential mortgages. We're really good at, at urban areas. We like that. And we are we enjoy that uh, that normal person, that entrepreneur, that immigrant looking for a home. We, it resonates with us. We do it very well. We go from uh, from Ontario to Victoria. And it's been, we got diversification across geography and cities. It's been, that's what we're good at. And we stick to it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's very important because, you know, if you take a, you know, a, a size of our fund versus one that's maybe 10 million or 20 million, a deal or two that goes sideways can make an impact uh, on the fund. So it's, uh, that's important uh, when we're, you know, you, when you're looking at um, these type of type of investments. Now, before we go into our rapid fire, is there anything else that you want to add and let our listeners know? About? Yeah, I got something. Of course. You know, we, we talk about all this, uh, the, the operational stuff on the MIC and, and, and what it returns and that stuff. But, but I came to this company a long time ago because what resonated was how we worked with and for Canadians. And, and so if Elder West has three main demographics, the broker community, our borrowers and our investors have always been it's always been a wonderful thing that we that this company has a purpose in providing mortgages to those that can't get them which is largely immigrant and entrepreneurs and it provides them through the medium of mortgage brokers which is largely entrepreneurs and immigrants too and what we are doing is we're helping Canadians achieve financial security we're helping the mortgage brokers achieve professional recognition and their own financial goals. We're helping people who are new to Canada or entrepreneurs. Often they're both, aren't they, George? Yeah, lots of times. Yeah. That is the organic thing about Alta West. That uh, is an intangible which we love, for sure. Amen. Uh, and that's uh, that's a very good comment. And um, you know, let's face it, immigrants, uh, business for self, it, it, that's the backbone of this country, and uh, yeah, we need to support it. We need to support it, and that's what how Canada's grown. So, uh, absolutely. Um, our next segment, we do this all the time with all our guests. It's rapid fire. Right. Nobody knows it. You guys don't know the question. Now we have two guests, so now <laughs> it's going to be who answers the questions first. Justin, I want you. What's the what? What's the prize? You get to buy us lunch. So, all right. Tarp, tarps off, sleeves rolled up. All right, we're we're gonna test some sports knowledge. So let's see who's the bigger sports nut. So who won the Super Bowl last year? Los Angeles Rams. Chuck. Chuck. When was the last time the Calgary when was the last time the Calgary Flames won the Stanley Cup? 1989. All right. Now bonus bonus question to that. Who was the captain of that team? Sorry, who was what? Who was who was the captain of that team? Oh, that's a trick question. There was three of them. What? It was Jim Paplinski. Uh, Lady McDonald and Tim Hunter. They were alternating captains. There you go. Woo. Ooh, wow. Sure. Hey, look at that. Two to one. All right. Ah, you didn't know that one. I feel that George. <laughs> when, when was the last time the Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series? Never. Ah, what do you mean, never? 93 is correct. What are the all stupid sports questions? 3-1. <laughs> and they actually won it back to back. So 92 and 93. So back to back champions. You said the yes. last one. I think I got it. Yeah. Right. You, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Three to one for George. Now let's see if you know mascots. Can you name any one of the three Jays mascots? The Blue Jay. The bird one. The bird. 
Yeah, but what's his name? <laughs> Billy. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Samantha. We got, you could have answered BJ Birdie, Ace, or Diamond. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I don't make these up. These are cold, hard facts. Oh, good Lord. What year did the Raptors win the NBA championship? 89, 2019. <laughs> 2019 is correct. 4-1, <laughs> George. Last question. Now, if you're a true sports nut and a true... A true, a true Calgary sports nut. What was the name of the professional, the professional basketball team franchise in Calgary that played in 1994? The Calgary 88s? Nope. Nope. What? <laughs> Did you say basketball? Basketball. <laughs> what? Where am I? The, Give up? The National Basketball League was founded in 1993. Oh, they dude. played one season, and Calgary had a team. Idols. Fire. 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 The Calgary Toms. The answer is. DJ Birdie. Okay, tell me the answer. The Calgary Outlaws. Yes. All right. Keep going. Uh, and you call yourselves Albertans, boy. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for the rapid fire. Thank you, Justin. That was awesome. George, Chuck, thank you for joining us on the Modern Alternative. For those who want to learn more about Alta West and the investment opportunities, you can visit our website at awcapital.ca or contact our investor relations team by email at investor.relations at awcapital.ca. We have new episodes every month. Search us on Modern Alternative on Spotify and listen for full episodes at awcapital.ca slash podcast. Once again, thanks, George and Chuck. Justin. Thanks, guys. Well and that's, done. That's a wrap for episode three. So we'll catch you on the next one.